0: All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. It's April Fool's Day, but this is no joke. Uh, We're doing a football podcast, and the only reason why is because there's nothing better to do. Uh, My name is Matt Kozlowski. I'm your host, Denver Desert Dog. Joining me tonight from Take Your Ball and Go Home, Mr. Shane Stein. It's great to be here, Matt. Really excited to have some social interaction here for a little bit. Yeah, this is uh, about the level of social interaction we can have, but I'm happy to talk football with you. Not so happy to talk football with this guy, but hey, you know, we'll take what we can get these time of year. So uh Phil Bruce from the Seawolves. What's up, man?
1: Yeah, ha- happy to see you guys script the bottom of the barrel for me. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> uh yeah, I-, I I'd say glad to be here, but we we all know Circumstances and 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 other differences. There's about a thousand different things I, I wish I'd be doing right now. However, due to Corona, I was able to move some things around to join your your fantasy football podcast, as you call it. So, thanks for having me on. Look forward to the discussion.
0: <laughs> it should be it should be fun um, just to talk and you know with a lot of non football news going on. We should be able to have some fun with this. Uh it was the best part of this quarantine was football free agency at the beginning. It's really tapered off since then and made this not so fun. Um but I guess I guess we should just fill the league in. How's everyone doing? Um I can I can start I guess. We've been home. This is my third week now of working from home. Um basically as soon as the school shut down. Uh, Libby and I both started working from home Just so we could be home with the kids Um, We're starting I feel like to have better days To get on a schedule with a 4 and a 5 year old That are pretty much stuck inside for 24 hours a day The sunny days are the best days in our house Because they get to go outside for a little bit Oh hell Um, yeah But we're about to enter a whole new realm Because we just found out yesterday That Emmett is going to have to do online learning for kindergarten. (laughs) So if you don't have a tablet for your child to use, they're sending Chromebooks home for kindergarten through fourth grade. And I don't know what they're expecting him to do, but I can't wait to find out. And I I just, I I can't even fathom asking a five-year-old to sit down and do work on a tablet. Um, We've been having him do worksheets. Like they sent home 150 worksheets and stuff for him to do. So we have been doing school every day and even Joan has gotten into it. So it's been kind of good. But I So so I... let me make a comment on that cause. And, and, and
1: what I would say is you and Libby are, are, are good parents. You're going to take the time with your kids and, and do everything you're supposed to do. There are so many parents out there that would not even do that first introductory step. I have no idea how they would ever enforce something like Chromebook tablet learning with kids that are in kindergarten. <laughs> and I, I feel like at the end of this, I, I really do feel like this. That at the end of this, when everything goes back to some kind of a normalcy, there's going to be a huge eraser that erases like a ton of weird stuff, incomplete stuff, mistakes that people made. And it's all going to be forgiven because we're just going to say, oh, well, that, that, that was Corona. And that's why it that happened that way. And people are like, oh, I understand. Right. I, I do think you're going to have a long leash with it. I wouldn't worry about it too much. No, I
0: don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, like, I'm not worried I, about it because I'm pretty sure it's just a formality to check boxes that allow them to finish the year. Exactly. Um, I mean, I mean if,
2: I but, here, if I could jump in here, if I can jump in here and use one of my lines that I like to use, I mean, whoever thought of that, this is a fireable offense like like <laughs> like you you should be you should be immediately fired like like we say about coaches at halftime just go to the locker room and leave like no severance pay just like out of there. you're just out of there. like thinking of having a five-year-old trying to have an attention span on an ipad or a chromebook or whatever like you're just go home you're fired like yeah what? i mean <laughs> this is extra school district yeah i mean who's this coming from i deal with a lot of people there there's that, that's a good district
0: I, I don't know. I don't know who it came from. I'm not. I, I'm not stressing it. Like we're trying to do the best we can just to make sure he continues to learn because he was on a really good path. Like yeah, reading, math. Like he was doing really well, so we're trying to continue that. But um, like Libby's sister's a teacher, and she said basically the biggest skill the kids need to learn in kindergarten is how to sit sit still for like a 30 minute lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's completely gone out the window here with this home effort. So, but let, I, I let, keep... let, me,
1: let me just add because we might have a few listeners tuning in from Exeter and Exeter area. Uh, great idea. Execution could have been better. <laughs> I don't think and they're we'll, the only we'll, we'll, ones we'll look for ways to improve the program moving forward. <laughs> I, don't
0: think, I don't think they're the only ones. I think this is probably a Pennsylvania school, like Pennsylvania public school system thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. we I don't want to say we're arguing. We're not arguing about it, but Libby's doing a lot more of the teaching than I am at home. Shocker. Um, and she gets frustrated because he doesn't want to sit down and like write stuff and do worksheets. And I just keep trying to tell her, like, if he doesn't become a doctor... What well, and, he, and he's whatever job he ends up getting, we're not going to sit there and say, man, we failed him because of that that couple weeks that we were home with the coronavirus. No. So. You're right. You're you're right. You got to cut yourself the slack. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. if the kid needs to watch four hours of TV right now, like dude, whatever we got to do to get through the day, <laughs> like these next couple of months are not going to <laughs> really shape the, the rest of his life. No, People... I, I no, I don't think so. Um, but you do want to keep them. Moving forward, and we've been doing, like, I shouldn't say we, again, I've been on maybe one or two of these, but we've been Zoom calling with family and having family members read books to the kids and found videos to watch on YouTube of people reading books, and we've had Emmett read to family members on video and stuff. So, if there's anybody out there that needs some social interaction, I have a five-year-old who's dying to read, like, an eight-page book to you. So,
3: um,
0: (laughs) if, if you have 15 minutes to spare, let me know. Maybe we could do a FaceTime, it depends on what book, but my kids might love that. He, his favorite book right now is um called The Long Dog. Uh it's just all okay, about sounds kind of advanced. <laughs> it's just all about dogs. Yeah. And then Jonah learned how to read a really short book. Um that basically just it's the same sentence, eight pages in a row. There's just one word that's different. So All right, hit me up. All right. But I have much more respect for teachers. So I know that I know the teacher. Now we're going to bring this full circle back to fantasy football in this conversation. The argument about teachers at the draft last year. Um, mad respect for both teachers. And I believe Dylan, Eddie. Hope I didn't miss anybody. Um,
1: I feel like Butler wanted to
0: be one. Is it Micah? Micah, yep. Yeah, Micah's a teacher too. That's right. So I think Micah is a kindergarten teacher too. So. Um, all right, so that was that was the Kozlowski family update. Um, this oh my pe- god, he teaches kindergarten. Keep uh,
3: shit.
0: keep mom and Meg in your in your thoughts too, just because they're in the healthcare industry. And uh, I guess I can announce it now because it's on Facebook. Megan and Jordan are expecting their third. I saw that.
3: Congratulations, so, uh, man.
0: Shit. Yeah, hoping for a niece. I'd like to spoil a little girl, so um, we'll see. Um, get some girl some girl uncle hashtags yeah yeah there you go yeah um so megan is just a little stressed with you know never know what kind of people are coming in for mris so she has the right to kind of not yeah work with anybody that may be sick that could help that could hurt her in this time so and my mom's just she spends all her time at the hospital so that's not really the best place to be right now either so and Papa Kaz is going nuts. <laughs> so, um, so did we just get our first
1: podcast pregnancy announcement? That's incredible. Uh, it might be. Wow. All right. Congratulations. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah.
0: So uh, go ahead. What, what's up with you guys?
2: Shane, go ahead. Nah, I mean... Just working from home, I guess, from the for the past few weeks, just like everyone else, I guess. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not as bad as people in, in the healthcare field, but I'm in, sort of in the healthcare field as far as working with people with intellectual disabilities, so I still have to be around some, uh, some other people a little more than I'd like to right now, but um, it's going all right, I guess. I mean, never thought the best part of my day would be getting exercise, walking outside, but um, that's where we're at right now look forward to the 30 minutes a day that I spend walking around the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's a weird time right now, isn't it? And what I'll say about, about my job is you know, back in October, I transitioned to a, a new sales role in my company and I was on a flight somewhere every week. And when I wasn't on a flight, I was full-time remote. So the transition for me has been to stop flying and just be full-time remote. Um, So I I would say I'm probably the least affected by all this, and I'm just doing everything virtually with with all the accounts that I manage, um, which I've been very lucky to do. But at the same time, spending all this time at home has made me realize quite a few things. And and listening to the media and and news articles, and I know this isn't a political podcast, but some of the crap that I am hearing, I just – I can't even make sense of it. I don't understand it, and I don't know why people are believing it. And, and I'm, I'll just be specific, and it's not political, but I keep getting told it doesn't really make a difference if you wear one of these N95 masks or 95N masks, whatever it is. It doesn't make a difference. So if you have any, just donate them. Don't feel like you have to wear them out in public. It's not going to protect you. And then wouldn't you believe it? Every single healthcare worker I see – is wearing one of these masks. There's complaints that there's shortages of these masks. Like what? What? Like what the hell? Do you, Do you expect me to believe that it really doesn't help? And all <laughs> the smarter people than me that specialize in this, that make a full time career of treating these patients, are wearing them. You, you expect me to believe that it actually doesn't help me? <laughs> so there's there's a whole bunch of crap like that going on in the media. It's a really weird time. Um, I, I I would suggest to all of our loyal listeners at home, the thousands of you that exist to just look at what's out there in the media, learn for yourself, and then just make the best decision for, for you and your family. Because there is so much crap out there that doesn't make any sense
2: that you you really have to spend a lot of time on it if you want to stay sane. Just one story. I'll try to make a little light of the situation. It's all we can really do right now. I know it's the situation sucks, but a little funny story from, uh, from my end. Um, I went to California at the beginning of February, like second week of February. So, and I was like traveling home. So obviously the, the coronavirus was out there at the time, unknown to us. Um, I get back to work and a, a few weeks ago before this all started with the quarantine, I actually, I passed out while, while I was at work. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm like, I just passed out like all the medical staff, all our nursing staff and like some other people are like all helping me. The EMS is called and like, they're come helping me and like, They're like, have you done any traveling in the last month? And I was like, yeah, I've been to California. Well, if you ever want to see a place go into like code red lockdown, like everyone that was like all the nurses and like all my like colleagues and friends, like they were like acting like they were my best friends helping me. The building was scattered in about 15 seconds. Like, and I had like no one next to me except for like the EMS personnel. I was like, I was like, oh God, I just started the epidemic at work. (laughs) Like uh, (laughs) wait, wait, wait a second. That was in February though. I was in California like the second week of February. Yes. And this was, that was before
1: it was supposed to have happened.
2: No, there was like, there was already like one, I guess one or two cases out in the West West coast that had just started. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. In Seattle. That's right. Yeah. And I guess there was one in, there was one in California and they moved into Cali. Yeah, that's right. So like, as soon as I told them that they were like, we've been told at the Reading hospital that if anyone says they've traveled from California, they have to do like an instant like it's like instantly emergent testing <laughs> but they took me to the hospital i did not have the coronavirus um thankfully um all now w- 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 was it actually the first week in
1: february like um i'm trying to get my calendar here like february 1st like that's no it
2: was uh like february 8th through the 12th maybe something like that Holy shit. Okay.
1: Did, do you think you actually had corona?
2: Um, you know, when I got back from California, I felt awful for a couple of weeks. I did. I had some I had really bad stomach pains, some chest pains. Um, didn't have a fever or anything like that, but I did feel awful. So I was like But I don't know. I don't think I did.
0: I I had a similar work experience. Um, I was on a cruise ship the first week of March. So you want to talk about Jesus you want to talk god. about good decisions, um, and it's funny. I felt safer on the cruise than I did when I came home that that week. Um, and that was my first week back to work, my last week kind of in the office and going to visit customers. I went to one customer, and they were like, "Oh, how was your vacation?" And I was like, "Oh, not not bad, you know." And they, where'd you go? And I was like, I was on a cruise. And they were like, "Oh my god, why are you here?" <laughs> Not bad, except for this <laughs> fever that I got. I can't shake and it. And I was just like, I feel fine. I feel fine. But, like, I literally had people in that building refuse to meet with me that day that I was supposed to meet with because I'd been in the cruise ship. I got, like, it was a really, really weird feeling. And then uh, I had three customer visits that week. Thursday, I went into the office. And that was the last day I was not working in my house. So, um yeah, really weird when you tell people that you were traveling, just the the reaction that you get. Um yep. so I crazy. Yeah. I um it's a it's a
1: weird story, but that first week in March, the last time I traveled, I was at a bunch of bars <laughs> down at the University of Texas. And I, I was hanging out with a bunch of college kids way back when that was my last trip. I was in Austin, Texas and it's one of the weirdest trips of my life, but other than that, back home safe.
0: I I don't think I've gotten anything, but you never know. Shane, it also feels like an eternity. Like I can't even remember our baseball season. Yeah,
2: yeah, we put so much work in, and uh, <laughs> I can't even remember like anything. The last time we were at a field, it was just like it's brutal. What about our fantasy season?
1: I can't even remember who won last year. Eddie won. It's already escaping Ed, me. Eddie won. No, no, I don't. I don't remember. We've had
0: five <laughs> champions. Eddie won once. Spears won once, and I think I won the other three. Oh,
1: it's Spears and Spears and Eddie. Congrats to those yeah. guys yeah.
0: <laughs> for recent championships.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's well, get into some football talk. Yeah, go ahead. Give us the trivia, Shane. All right, so we're back with trivia here. Um, <clears throat> been an interesting off season so far. Um, if you guys know me at all, you probably—if you were preparing today, you probably could have. I wasn't. I wasn't preparing. All right then. <laughs> well, you could have picked out the direction I probably was going to head with with this question, at least somewhat. Um, oh God, Tom so Brady. So it's it's, it a, it's, a, it's a, uh, there's two separate questions here, but the first one I'm, I'm going to go with um, something we've done in the past with other teams. Since Tom Brady became oh the starting God. quarterback for the New England Patriots in the year 2001. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the same franchise that he has gone to now, have had 16 starting quarterbacks. We're going to go stump the Schwab style here, as usual. Can you guys name the 16 Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterbacks since Tom Brady became a starting quarterback for the Patriots? Sean King. That is correct. He's the first one on the list in the year 2001.
0: Er Very Team. Sorry, he was two thousand, and then two thousand two. My fault. All right. Well, I will go with uh, Super Bowl champion Brad Johnson. He is correct. He was He's the first one on the list, technically. Mm, how about Jameis Winston? He is correct. <clears throat> just got a it's not a good uh, NFL card, but uh, my buddy Steve just sent me a card in the mail. A bunch of cards, and one of them was a. Uh, Mike Glennon patch autograph card. So I'll give it to my buddy, my buddy Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon is correct. He was the starter in 2013. It's a really cool card. That's the only reason I kept it and didn't give it to the kids. God, I am I am blanking. I feel like uh, I feel like Elvis Gerback was in there somewhere. Is that right? That is incorrect.
3: <laughs> God.
0: Um, I owned this man's jersey. I uh, love this guy.
2: Yeah, you did. His name is Josh Freeman. Yes, he is. He was a starter in two thousand nine. So long ago. Uh let's go Josh McCown.
0: Josh McCown did in twenty fourteen. Yes. Always oh, a safe answer to any <laughs> trivia question of bad quarterback <laughs> history. Uh Chris Sims started a playoff game against the Redskins for Tampa Bay when John Gruden was the coach. Certainly did. Certainly did. Who was that? Sims?
3: Oh my God. Oh There's there's struggling. a low hanging
2: fruit here that you guys haven't said yet. He's still in the league. He's still a starter in the league. He's still Real. a starter in the same uh, state that Tampa Bay plays in. <laughs> for now. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Wait. Give me a chance.
2: Smartest Ooh. man in the NFL. <laughs> oh. Fitzpatrick. Yes, Ryan
0: Fitzpatrick was a starter there in 2017. He went to Harvard. I'll have to go <laughs> that um, I think not only Josh McCown, but I think Luke McCown might also be on this list. That is correct. He was a starter in 2007. I thought I – did I just say – I thought I said both. No, you said one.
2: Yeah. I have another chatty, man. Some good names left on here, yeah. some good names. I think there's a couple that you guys should be able to get. One is the last time the Buccaneers played in a playoff game. That, that quarterback is on here. Uh mm mm, mm,
1: mm.
2: Well, I feel like wait, wait, was left I was just going to say one of them is also yes. a Steelers quarterback Byron Leftwich yeah, was, was on, on the, the list
0: good pull Phil Um Brady was when 99 Well this is from 2001 on Okay Because that's when he was the starter. That takes Dilfer out of the equation. That is correct. Uh, Dilfer
2: was 99.
0: Yeah.
1: I I thought of him a few times. I couldn't get him out of my head.
0: Um, Hmm. And there were some really bad
2: ones there at is. the end
0: of ten tenure.
2: Yes, there were. That's the tough stretch. That's the one. Actually, pretty much all the ones you guys are missing. <laughs> but there is one pretty decent quarterback on there. Um, actually, maybe... oh Jeff
0: Jeff Garcia. There
2: you go. That's the one I was looking for. Jeff Damn, Garcia, good Jeff Garcia call. Did some nice work in the league there in the in the two thousands.
0: He had a good year with the Bucks that year, I believe too. Yeah, he's
2: that. He's the one that took him to the playoffs last. The last quarterback to play start a playoff game for them. <clears <clears <throat> I, I, I'm out. I I got nothing, nothing else. There some tough names here left. Um, if you guys want to take any more guesses, let me know, or else I'll rattle them off. Rattle them off for you. Um, I think I've I think I've exhausted my Tampa Bay quarterback knowledge. Okay, so 2009, Josh Johnson also started a game with Josh. Man, I, I, I almost said that. Um, That's right. Tim Rattay in 2006 mm. was the gr- end of the Gruden era, I believe. Yes. Uh, Bruce former former <laughs> Dolphin.
3: Bruce, Bruce Gradkowski Grantowski.
2: was end of oh the Gruden era. Um, pretty decent quarterback. Didn't make great NFL career, but Brian Greasy was a quarterback for the Buccaneers. And then yeah. oh my god, this guy, I believe, started some playoff games for the Bills, Rob Johnson. Yes. yes. Holy shit. Uh, was, uh, was a starting quarterback for Tampa Bay in 2002.
1: All right. My Gerback guess wasn't that bad then.
2: No, nah, not bad. Not bad. All right. So we'll go on to the second part of the question. So, the New England Patriots have had four starting quarterbacks since Tom Brady took over in 2001 as the starting quarterback. Tom, Brick, Tom Brady, Matt Castle, Jacoby Brissett, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. There, there is one team in the NFL that has had less quarterbacks since Tom Brady took over as the starting quarterback. Can you name that team? I can. Is this all the way back to 2001? So starting from 2001 when Tom Brady took over, Yes. There's one team that has had Um, less starting
0: quarterbacks.
1: All right. Cause sounds definitive. I will say that the saints are the answer. And that's a guess for me. That's
0: not true. That is incorrect. I'm going to go with the San Diego slash Los Angeles chargers. That is correct. Wow. Can you name the three quarterbacks? Uh, Phil Rivers, Charlie Whitehurst, and i think i have the
2: other one good i don't was it flutie all right well you guys are both kicked off the podcast it was flutie oh drew um, but drew breeze was the other one (laughs) um rivers breeze and flutie are the only three quarterbacks in that in the brady era to play for the chargers thought that was pretty interesting
1: oh that yeah that's a really good question um don't want to steal any of your thunder, but I, I have a trivia question. It's a short one. I know we have a lot of stuff we want to get to, but I I, I think we really have to look back at the last fantasy season and recognize Christian McCaffrey was just freaking insane. Um, and, and this is a PPR stat, so adjust all of your analysis and data and analytics accordingly. <laughs> but Mac- McCaffrey's. Four hundred and seventy-one point two PPR points last year were the second most all time by a running back. There are two running backs that scored over four hundred PPR points since two thousand six. Can you name the two running backs (laughs) and what seasons they were?
2: Well, it was Ladainian Tomlinson. What year? Was that was what oh That was the o six o seven year. Correct. And then who was the second one?
1: Uh, we're going with to some of the shops. Sorry, I took the easy sit one. Tight. S- sit, <laughs> no, it's fine. Cause
0: um, I don't know if this is right, but I think Priest Holmes in the two thousand two thousand one season. Incorrect. Okay.
1: And I, I don't. I don't have. No, it's it's the, only like it's only from, 06 on, right? uh, only from '06 on, right? Only from '06 on. Oh, my bad. My bad.
2: <clears throat> so who scored a lot of touchdowns? '06 on had
1: reason for every question,
0: boys. Well, there's only two names that this could be. Um, it's either Todd Gurley or David Johnson. <laughs> it's not David Johnson. Is correct. 2016,
1: after Cos traded him <laughs> in the Keeper League from our old league, I dropped. He him went on and to score over. Oh, I thought. You, well, you tried to trade him. Nobody wanted him because we're all idiots. <laughs> and I, I remember turning down the deal for him and he was a flash in the pan and then the next year he had over 400 ppr points in
0: fantasy incredible year in 2016
3: good
2: question good question
0: yeah, that was, a, that was the year in FanDuel that you had to start every week by immediately putting David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell in your <laughs> life. Um, there, there was no other answer, and I did really well that year because I played those <laughs> two guys every week. And it didn't matter what else I put around them. They were guaranteed 30 points every week. Those were still the early days. We were we were learning it. We were learning it, but you won. <laughs>
1: Um, I I can't wait to get to the the cesspool uh, of keepers by team here. Can can we get to that
2: soon? Well, Shane, are you done with trivia? I mean, I was going to ask a little follow up, but we can move on.
3: We, we, no, we go, go for it. No, no, no. Go no, it. It, no go it was ahead. it was more on the on the
2: same line of the. It was a follow up to the the Chargers having three starting quarterbacks since then. I was going to say there are only one, two, six other teams besides the Chargers and Patriots that I've had less than 10 since 2001 when Tom Brady became the starter, which is incredible to me. Like, Just the QB turnover in this league is insane. So I'm looking for the other six that have had single-digit quarterbacks since 2001. You want the first one, Phil, uh, or should I? I'll,
1: I'll, I'll go. Is, is Giants one of those? The Giants
2: are tied for third with six, yes. Um, I'm going to guess the Colts. That was part of the trick question here cuz I figured you'd say that but they had 10. <laughs> oh, <come> on, man. <laughs> they had 10. It's been a, it's been a bad I... run since Peyton left. Um Saints one of those. Saints are also tied for third with 6. How about the Steelers? The Steelers are also at 10. No.
3: <laughs> oh god. Yeah.
1: No, because Ben gets hurt so much, they have a rotating backup behind him.
0: Yeah, but it was just Charlie Batch for like fifteen years, so I wasn't sure. You know how how about um, how about the Ravens? I feel like they don't throw a lot of guys out.
2: It is not the Ravens. The Ravens have had fourteen. Don't
0: all right, just just say wrong. <laughs> um, I man, this is bad. The Packers.
2: The Packers are f- fifth with, or tied for third. Sorry, with six. Hmm. What about the Lions? The Lions is one. actually a good guess. They've had thirteen, which is a lot less than I thought. But Stafford's had a pretty good run there. Pretty durable.
0: I think the Seahawks are going to be on that list just because of Hasselbeck and RW one.
2: That's correct. The Seahawks have had seven. Damn it. So there's two left. That is correct. These are the tough ones. What about the Falcons? Great pull, man. The Falcons what? have had nine. I thought we were doing something <laughs> wrong. <yeah. laughs> well, then you can get the last one, Phil. The Falcons have had nine. Pretty good run by Matt Ryan here.
3: Hmm...
2: this is This is probably um, the hardest one I thought on the list, so the Texans have had ten
0: different quarterback start playoff games for them since, <laughs> um so it's definitely not them It is not they've had sixteen
2: <laughs> in their short tenure here. How about the Bengals? great pull, man The Bengals have wow. had nine as well good run here by Andy Dalton good run by Carson Palmer um sort of bridging thought. the gap of some some pretty stale years. So, yeah, good – nice job there, guys. Nice job. Maybe I'll come back next week and make you guys name the quarterbacks that played for all those teams.
3: That would be fun. (laughs) I'll
0: be here. (laughs) Um, All right, so our next topic here, and just to preface this, I'd appreciate it if you guys would take a second and pour one out for me. Uh, Todd Gurley's tenure with the Rams is over. So our next topic is free agency thoughts and takeaways – um, I don't think there's a ton of players for us to talk about, but there's been some new quarterbacks, a couple of new running backs, um, not much activity on the receiver front of than Hopkins, um, and, you know, a couple of dominoes still yet to fall maybe, but um, I guess we should start out with running backs seem to be the most dominant position in fantasy football. So let's start with a podcast favorite and, uh, Todd Gurley will just discuss what went wrong with the Rams and if you guys feel strongly about his outlook in Atlanta. Um, I can start by saying this one really pissed me off because I just think there's other ways they could have have gotten that money. And I I'd still just continue to feel like we're never going to find out what happened. Um, but I, I remain optimistic that I think he can be reasonably contributable in the Atlanta offense. So that's where I stand on Todd. Not keeper level, but I think he's probably going to have a decent year.
2: Uh, I'm going to go out. I don't even know if it's considered going out on a limb. Maybe at this it's how sad it is at this point that I can consider it going out on a limb that Todd Gurley is definitely should be in your keeper considerations because I think he's going to have a great year. (laughs) Um, He's going to a I'm not sure that the Falcons are going to be great, but I mean, he's going to a backfield where there's really no battle. Um, is Edo Smith any good? I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't even know who, who, I forget who the other guy is. I can't even think right Quadrate now.
0: Quadre Allison.
2: Allison, Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I got to figure that Curly's going to, going to tote the rock a bunch there and going to get his chances. So, I mean, but this is, I don't know. This is just sad to me. I mean, I know it's more for you being the big girly fan, being the the good Rams fan um i know we had a, a discussion about it. it's like this guy in my opinion he he was he was going to be like the next lt like that's what he was like this guy just scores touchdowns um like he's just a phenomenal player and it was just looking like and he might already be close to it but he's it's, it's just a hall of fame career that looks like it might be derailed um it's it's kind of sad i mean <laughs> i mean he's just an outstanding player like one of the best talents that that we've seen and but it just goes to show how fragile the running back position is.
1: Yeah, I, I, and we've talked about him a lot.
3: <laughs>
1: and let's put it mildly. God, what, what what I'll say is, look, I I, I think last year we were um, <clears throat> we were both right on him, as as weird as as that is to say. That um, and and I'm I'm kind of different than than you are in that I I think we know what happened. The the Rams just got upside down on on all these contracts. He doesn't have a lot left in the tank. I, I I think that much was made clear with his usage last year. He's not he's not what he once was or or what could have been. Um, he operated behind a fantastic offensive line. He started to slow down with his Joe Biden knees. <laughs> he, he still had a very productive year. I mean, if you can keep a running back and he's gonna be finished the year as an R B one, you you do that every every day of the week. But he he wasn't what he once was. Um the offensive line wasn't that great last year. I don't know how much he's gonna be able to do in Atlanta. I, I definitely think he's worthy of consideration, but I don't see him being an
0: R B one uh anymore in his career. The thing that worries me about him for this year is so much of his production is based upon touchdowns um, and as dismal as the Rams were at times last year, they were still, you know, very much involved in the red zone and he was as good a bet as any to score when he got in there and he did catch passes for touchdowns as well. And I just wonder if Atlanta will have as many opportunities as, as LA gave him in the red zone. So that. That's the one thing that I'm worried about with him. The reason why he's still probably on my people is I'm not sure that the Rams aren't, are just going to hand this over to Henderson or if they're going to draft a running back in, uh, later this month. So with one of their second or third round picks, since my kids will be driving the next time the Rams have a first round pick. So, yes, Phil, I agree. The money caught up to them eventually. I was just disappointed because I felt like there were other ways that they could have made this work by, you know, they could have done the same thing to Gurley to Cooks that they did to Gurley and probably had just about the same cap effect. They also could have worked Goff's contract around a little bit, uh, moved some of that into a signing bonus to free up cap space. So the fact that they weren't willing to do that at all is the biggest red flag to me because that just means, in my opinion, something soured in the relationship. And there were some weird Todd Gurley interviews this offseason where, you know, they asked him if he's going to sit down with McVeigh, and he was like, ah, you know, if he wants to call me, he has my number type thing. And it was just very strange. So that that's what I wish we would find out is did did they drop him because they felt like he wasn't healthy or did the, the relationship completely sour? So,
1: yeah, but running running back is a position where even a, in a soured relationship, you can still find a way to work through it. I, I think we've seen that a, a lot throughout the years with some of these star running backs, The the, the way they treated him was a, a, a way that you treat players that just can't flat out play anymore. Um, and, and and that's my take. They, they they thought there wasn't any tread left on the tires. They were done with them and they wanted to move on.
0: But then he was signed literally 48 hours later by a team who dropped a running back Devonta Freeman. That still hasn't been picked up. Um that's, you know, it, it's just strange. The whole thing is just weird, but it sucks. I I, uh, It's funny, Shane, you talk about him potentially being a Hall of Famer even a sh- in a short career. I've been trying to find some good Todd Gurley card deals on eBay, and uh, the back of one of the cards I was looking at last night said, in 1994, several scientists merged, and uh, the day that Todd Gurley's first breath was taken is when they officially made the perfect running back for the NFL <laughs> um, and you know at the peak of his career I, I don't think that's the, that's that far fetched to say I mean the speed power combo the ability to find the end zone the ability to catch and run out of the backfield um, you, you don't see many talents like that so
2: yeah I I mean I'll say this I I mean I don't know that he, he's not a Hall of Fame player right now. I don't know that he has the numbers. I don't. I mean the touchdown numbers are probably good enough to get him in. Um I, yes. just, I don't know that he has the yardage at this point. Um, which is which is I know we always disagree, and that's something that gets you cause it's like, is he a Hall of Fame player or not? Like if we if we look at him play, is he one of the best players ever? Yeah, he is. I mean, do you, does it mean that you have to play for ten years to be in the Hall of Fame? That's kind of where, I know we've always, yeah. ca- kind of. Not disagreed, but that's that's always been your argument.
0: Well, um, I just think of I, I look at a guy like Terrell Davis. Ironically, wears the same uniform number as him. Yeah. If Terrell Davis doesn't win two Super Bowls, who had a better career, him or Todd Gurley? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right.
2: Yep. So, I mean, but I mean, he's the thing with Gurley is I don't know that that that's important to him. Um, I don't know that the Hall of Fame is an, an important thing. I don't know that 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 stuff's important to him it doesn't seem like it is. Cause I mean, he's, he's what, one or two good years away from probably being like, yeah, this guy is in the hall of fame. So yeah, I mean, there's no reason he has one, one or two solid years here and closes out his career and yeah, he ends up with 80 touchdowns and I don't know, 8,000, 9,000 yards, whatever it is. I'm not sure the exact numbers that I feel like he's around 6,000. I'm not, I don't know if someone can fact check me on that. Um, I'm looking right now. <clears throat>
0: Um, so Todd Gurley in his career has fifty-eight touchdowns and five thousand four hundred and four rushing yards. Okay, so I was a little little high on the yardage, but yeah, I mean sorry, that's uh, that's fifty-eight rushing touchdowns, twelve receiving. Yeah, so so he's at he's at over seventy-five hundred total yards and seventy touchdowns in his career in yeah. five years. So I mean, he there's no
2: saying he has two solid years and he gets to what. 10,000 yards and a hundred touchdowns. That sounds like hall of fame to
0: me. If you get a hundred touchdowns, I think you belong in the hall of fame. Yeah, I agree. In in a seven year career, essentially is what we're talking about here. Seven, eight year career.
2: Agreed. If you guys are done on the girly
0: talk, I mean, I don't, if anyone else has anything, go ahead. The only other running back, I guess that we can talk about before we get into your buddy TV 12 is, uh, David Johnson to Houston in the biggest fleecing I've ever seen in my life. Um, The Texans take David Johnson and his ridiculous contract and give up better picks and DeAndre Hopkins do that. So, um, yeah, I think this is when we were all just baffled.
2: Um, Not really sure what the Texans are doing. Um, I've said this to everyone I've talked to about it, like, Players like DeAndre Hopkins don't just grow on trees. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know David Johnson was a great back, He, but it's the running back position. Like, wide receivers that are as talented as DeAndre Hopkins don't just pop up every year. Like, <laughs> that guy's incredible. He's clearly one of the top three at his position still with probably a few more good years left. Um, you just, I don't know, just an idiotic move in my opinion. Um
1: yeah th- there was there was obviously bad blood there between him and O'Brien. Um and, th- and this is a really good case study for the rest of the NFL in how not to handle the GM position and not just give it to your head coach who may or may not have beef with players. But uh yeah, I I I agree with Shane. You had one of the top 3 players at, at the wide receiver position in the in the entire NFL somebody that when you draft, um, if everything's still going to go on as scheduled with the draft, you're hoping when you take a wide receiver that there's a 50% chance they turn out to be as good as DeAndre Hopkins or a 40% or 30% chance. It's, it's crazy to me. I, I've never seen the Twitter world so far in favor of one trade before in my lifetime. And, and, and normally – you know, the the casual NFL fans, the mobs are not entirely correct when they come out and, and speak on one side of something. But in this case, I, I I can't see how the Texans didn't get completely placed in this trade. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we saw – if you're a Texan fan and and you just look at what happened in the second half of the season with the Cardinals when David Johnson was supposedly healthy – um what the hell? I mean, you're getting somebody that's might not even make your roster based on based on what we saw in, in Arizona, he was probably likely to get cut. Um so what 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 are you doing? And and my boss is a, a big Texan fan and my god, I love making fun of him for this trade. I
0: mean, this this has to put the Cardinals on an immediate upward trend because they were pegged as being a cd lamb or jerry judy location at the sixth pick they don't have to do that now and now they can take probably the best offensive, the offensive line Lama, to yeah track. they're gonna
2: they're gonna take the best offensive lineman i mean this and puts
0: them murray has the ability to very quickly do a mahomes and lamar jackson type season um in his second year and you know put up mvp like numbers
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this makes – I mean, that offense, I mean, they go and
0: sure up the offensive
2: line a little bit, and DeAndre Hopkins, they add the number one. And, I mean, I know you guys will probably laugh, but, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald has a number two option now or three option?
0: He's probably the three. Yeah. He played exclusively in the slot. He put Hopkins and Kirk on the outside. Kenyon Drake showed he can succeed in that offense. Um, this is gonna be a lot of fun and Kyler is gonna be a top five quarterback taken in fantasy drafts. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Um one other running backs, cause I I did want to touch on. I wanted mm. to get your guys' thoughts. I mean what is gonna go on in the Denver backfield? Um Ew, what oh. I mean if I unless I miss something, they it is a three headed backfield at the moment, right? I mean Gordon Freeman hey. Lindsay.
0: Freeman's gotta be cut, you would imagine. Okay. Um, I I can't see a reason why they would keep all three of them. Um, but yeah, I I that one made no sense to me. Yeah, I,
2: I I'm still trying to figure that one out. I'm I'm not really sure what. I'm, I'm kind of like, does Elway have like early onset dementia? Like, what's <laughs> going? Like, I'm I'm just so confused. Um. No, that I mean that
1: that's a case of I can't figure out the quarterback position, so I'm going to just try and throw a bunch of shit at the wall with my running back position and hope something sticks. Yeah, I, I
0: don't know. I think There's I, room, rumors floating that Phil Lindsay's requested a trade. Wow, that's... because of this. So I don't know, but yeah, I've, I actually forgot about Melvin Gordon. I wasn't going to get there at all um, because it just. It the whole thing never really made sense to me. And, yeah. and it, I feel like it's fantasy relevant because we're not going to be able to determine until the season starts how those touches really break out. Yeah. Two quarterbacks I think we need to discuss. Um, we could talk about Bridgewater and we could talk about Foles. Um, I'd rather probably after we talk about Rivers and Brady, I'd probably rather talk about Cam and Jameis rather than Foles and Bridgewater. Correct. Um, I guess we can start with Tom Brady. Um, you know, going to Tampa Bay, big two-year deal, immediately has the best weapons he's had since that 07, team, probably. Um, yeah, they, I mean, the
2: Gronk Hernandez Welker year was probably pretty good, but yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Um, Godwin Evans, OJ Howard can still probably play. He'll probably be a better factor now. Um, whoever, 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 go, receiver, so. whoever the third wide receiver will be, because I don't think Perriman's coming back. Um, He's, he already got. He went to the Jets. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I think Brady can have a great season in this in this offense. I'm really excited to see Bruce Arians coach him. He's taken veteran quarterbacks before and just plugged them into his offense, and they've been outstanding. So, I'm really excited for this for Brady.
1: What what a sad end of the era with, with the Patriots. I mean, everybody always talks about dynasties and, and, and how they end. I guess it was so abrupt for me that I, I never saw it coming. And, and the fact that Brady's last pass as a Patriot being a pick six and, and a playoff loss to the Tennessee Titans. Talk, talk about irony and, and showing that there's no, there's no love lost in sports. Um, and then he's run out of town after that. Still doesn't make a ton of sense to me. He'll go to Tampa. It'll be fun to watch. Tampa's not gonna contend for a Super Bowl. It's just not it's not possible. It's not gonna happen. But it it, it sure will be fun TV.
2: Yeah. I mean I'm I'm on the same page as you. I, I didn't see it coming. Um I was right there till the end saying he was gonna stay in New England, even though just about every main person that you would listen to on ESPN that is worth anything um was saying he's leaving um i still didn't believe it um but yeah i'm actually kind of excited to see him these last couple years and and maybe winnings winnings always going to be important to him but just just seeing him going out there and maybe being more a little gunslinger just slinging the rock around (laughs) um having a little more fun like he was in the in the two, late 2000s era where where they were chucking the ball 50 times a game. Um, just end his career that way, maybe make a few more mistakes, maybe make a few more just tough throws instead of just dinking and dunking all the way. I don't know. Maybe it's, that's not his DNA, but I, I could see that a little bit.
0: I, I want to get into a little debate here just because why not? Um, and it's shocking that Phil and I just feel differently about this. Obviously, the Saints are better than Tampa Bay. I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend that that's not the case. But this was a team that was a win away from making the playoffs last year with a quarterback that threw 30 interceptions. Um, If they go out and address some defensive spots in the draft here, maybe get a little healthier on the defensive side, I see no reason why this team can compete in the NFC for for a Super Bowl berth. Um, I think expanding to seven playoff teams just about makes it a lock that they will be a playoff team this year in the NFC.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't see a reason they're. They basically need to shore up maybe an offensive lineman or two here and there, maybe one.
0: Um, and, you, and you have to, you can't underestimate the fact that signing Brady immediately makes the offensive line better.
3: Correct.
2: <laughs> correct. I mean, it just makes everyone better. The ball's going to come out quicker. Decisions are going to be better. Um, line checks are going to be better. So, I mean, it makes just everyone around you better right away just because of the quarterback you have. But, I mean, you shore up the, the the run defense we've talked about already was the best in the league last year, I believe, by most most stats. Um, they need to shore up the secondary a little bit, offensive line. And, I mean, why can't they be a 10-11 win team?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm obviously on the other side of it. Even being a, a playoff worth team to me doesn't put them in the same caliber as, as someone like the Saints. Um, and, and if we're saying in complete agreement that there's a better team already in their division with what the Saints are, I I, I I don't I don't feel like we can say that they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Um, and and yeah, Winston made a lot of mistakes last year. He, he threw thirty picks. But a lot of those um, balls that he threw up for grabs ended up being touchdowns too, right? So he, he took a lot of risks. A lot of those risks paid off. A lot of them didn't. Uh, Brady's going to come in. He's not going to put up the same type of interception numbers, but he's probably not going to have the same level of upside either that Jameis did because he's not going to take those chances. It'll, it'll be interesting if Godwin and Evans can stay healthy for him throughout the year. But they still don't have a run game, and uh, I I don't know. Seeing somebody like Brady outside of the New England
0: system, I I just worry that the the upside is going to be capped for him. I'm not sure that they're that much that they're that far behind the Saints, though. Um, you know, the Saints are an outstanding football team. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like of all the older quarterbacks. Um, you know, other than maybe Eli and Phil Rivers, we've seen Breeze decline pretty rapidly um, in terms of ability. Now, a lot of what they do offensively and the fact that he can just throw it to Michael Thomas every play, and if that's not open, dump it to Kamara. um, That masks a lot of his, I think, shortcomings at this stage of his career. Um, But... I don't think that, that that team is necessarily locked and loaded, and they don't have the Bridgewater security blanket. And as much as I think Taysom Hill is a good football player, I don't think that he is necessarily starting quarterback material in the NFL. So, both these I mean, teams. And are
3: let's very keep fragile. in mind the, the, the,
1: Saints, the Saints were the three seed last year. You still have the Niners, you still have the Packers. The Eagles are going to have a, a, a Carson Wentz for the full season. And you have the Seahawks in the NFC, not, and that's not even mentioning and the the Vikings or some of the teams that might be poised for a breakout year, like the Cardinals. I I just think the NFC is really good, and I, I don't see the Buccaneers displacing any of those teams that I just mentioned.
0: That that's fair. I I that's to totally understand the the depth of the NFC. Um, I just think that the, the significant jump and value that Brady provides the Buccaneers is being extremely understated just because he's a 42 or 43 year old quarterback.
2: One, well, uh, and I say one thing, ahead, I mean, I don't want to change the subject, but I mean, one thing I think that is really that I don't know that anyone's talked about yet, but I'm sure they're going to soon. That's going to play a huge factor in this is I'm not sure the next time that Tom Brady's going to meet his teammates. Um, like, like, is it going to be July or like August? Like when is like, he actually going to be able to get to Tampa Bay and actually like, I, I,
1: I did see a report that said he asked yeah. as soon as he signed. For well, no, I get, I get that. But I mean, with everything that's going him. on
2: in the world, like obviously he's going to a new team, a new system. You need to have some repetition, some, some time <laughs> to, to play with these guys before you can put something on the field that's going to be successful. I mean, I mean, we're looking at June, July, maybe of, of when we even start seeing each other again. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be real. interesting. I think that gives an, gives an advantage. Maybe I, I am right there with you cause I see the decline in breeze. I think this is probably his last chance. um and, and that might be a stretch. I could see a really steep drop off this year. Um But I mean, I think it gives an advantage to teams that are very established and, and know each other. Um, this whole situation where we might have a condensed mini camp, condensed training camps. Um, who knows?
0: The, the one thing that's going to help, if any league can figure it out, it's the NFL. one thing that's going to help this disadvantage. And I agree with you that it probably is disadvantaged, but when you factor in athletes like Chris Godwin, like yeah. Tom Brady's work ethic, I think they'll be
3: all right.
2: Yeah. That just plays those that that <laughs> athletes, that plays everywhere. Um, if you can just say, hey, go get it, like those are the two guys you probably want. So, um, yeah, no doubt. Um,
0: Phil Rivers to Indy. Any, anything to see there? Um, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good offensive line for him to play behind. That was obviously one of the things that plagued him in, uh, with the Chargers there at the end of the career. Um, the weapons probably leave a little bit to be desired. I mean, we really didn't get to see Paris Campbell. T.Y. Elton still can play. Uh, Jack is a good tight end. We like Marlon Mack out of the backfield, but definitely not the weapons that he had in in, in uh, L.A. with the Chargers. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's not much different than having Brissette there. I, I'm not sure why they were all in on moving on from him.
2: I mean – this has eight and eight written all over it. I mean, I, I would put a healthy amount of money on it that this is anywhere from seven to nine and nowhere else. Um, Seven to nine wins. I mean, there's going to be some really awesome games where they put it, they put it together and they put up 45, I think. And then there's going to be some, some just some awful games. I mean, that's just how it is. Agreed.
1: Eight and eight. Written all over
0: it. It is going to be fun watching the Colts and Texans play when you see Philip Rivers throwing jump balls to small receivers <laughs> and Bill O'Brien on the other side doing everything he can <laughs> to try to lose. Yep. Um, those will be some fun games. The Titans are probably still the best team in that division, assuming Tannehill can remain what he was. Um, so um, I don't think there's. Well, let's talk about Cam and Jameis. Uh, Like I said, I don't think we really have much to talk about with Foles and Bridgewater. Bridgewater will probably be okay. And Carolina is a good bye we fill in. Um, And Foles, nothing to really see in Chicago. But Cam and Jameis are still out there. Um, There are some teams that still potentially could use a quarterback flyer, the Patriots being one of them. I don't think the Patriots would ever take a chance on Jameis Winston. But I could see them taking a chance on Cam Newton. Um, what, do you guys have some ideal landing spots for either of those quarterbacks?
2: I actually spoke to one of our former league members, Kevin Butler, about this the other day. Um, well, actually, no, I guess it was we were in the conversation. It was us three. Um, where I said, I think there's going to be more of a market for Jameis than there is for Cam, which might be surprising. Um, I think I'd be more willing to take a chance on Jameis if on most teams than I would on Cam. I'm I'm out on Cam. Um I'm just out. I, I don't like the guy. I think he's his his time in the league has pretty much come to an end. Um I think I still think I'd give Jameis one more one or two more shots here, prove himself. I think there's a little bit left in the tank. Um in the right situation. But as far as landing spots I mean, I, I would, I would, I would take either of them as my backup right now, but I don't know that either of them are willing to do that. I mean, I, I, I'd love to see either of those guys in Chicago. Love to see it. So what are Nothing you guys? Happen, I mean, but... so just, are you saying you're cutting Mitch? Is that what? Like Phil's they already been have cutting for, I, mean,
0: I, was, been I was him for five, five years. <laughs> I yeah I.
1: I've been out on Mitch since the day he was drafted. I mean, if you can't get on the field at at Duke University, being a starting quarterback, or um, wherever he was, North Carolina, you're just, you're not my NFL starting quarterback. I'm sorry, but that's my view.
0: Um, I'd like to see Jameis Winston go to Pittsburgh. (laughs) That sounds right. (laughs) I think he's similar build and style as Big Ben. I think he could learn behind him for maybe a year and be actually a good bridge to whenever they decide they need to maybe get a rookie quarterback. I think that would solve a lot of problems for Pittsburgh after watching how close that team was to probably being a playoff team with just mediocre quarterback play. Yeah, they they got though. Another year <laughs> of experience. God. I'm not yeah, I'm no out on back that. In there. Yeah, that's weird. I've seen the little Giants play. Um, and I'm not <laughs> sure you could start on that team. That's actually a great call, Phil or cause. I didn't, I
2: didn't even think of that. Yeah, Pittsburgh is. That would be a great landing spot for him. I mean, Ben's obviously I, got I, I one to two years can. max left, so. I
1: don't think they can make the money work. I, I, I think he's going to want starting QB money somewhere, um, and to come in and, and take a smaller paycheck as a backup and learn for a year. I don't, I don't know if that's something he'd be ready for, yeah. but it, it, we'll, we'll see how the market
2: develops. He's gonna have to. He's
1: gonna have to
0: decide if he wants to continue playing the NFL.
2: Then I was just gonna say. Yeah. I mean, with at the at the risk of sounding rude or ignorant, I mean, I'm not positive Jameis Winston has much to do after football is over. Um, I think he's got to ride this out as long as he can. Right? Like, I mean, what what marketing does Jameis Winston have? Like marketing ability? Like, what what is he gonna do? I mean, he has to play quarterback. That's <laughs> That's what he what he can do. That's... Yeah, I don't see him uh, taking over for
0: bugger on Monday. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that he
2: has the marketability like to do something like afterward that's gonna be sustainable. Like
0: he's got like maybe college quarterback coach, college offensive coordinator maybe.
2: Man, eating W's.
0: Whew. Yeah. That's rough. He's not, not a great legs. Not a great leader of men. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Cam's a tough one though. I, I don't even know. I'm kind of with you, Shane. I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'd not like sure where it. the market's going to be
2: for that guy. Like where, like what,
0: especially if you can't throw
2: it all, like where, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. The fact that the chargers aren't interested, um, I still think there's a chance New England just takes a chance on it. I don't know
2: maybe the bills I don't know, maybe the bills for Newton. I don't know he's not going anywhere as a backup dude That's the thing like he's not I don't think he's willing to be a backup no. anywhere. I'm trying to think of like a team that likes to run the ball at the quarterback maybe the Baltimore, <laughs> but I mean exactly like is he going to be a backup
0: no i I could see him going back to the Redskins, maybe I mean. Ron Rivera, going back to his old coach. I shouldn't say going back to the Redskins, going back to play for his old coach with the Redskins. Um, but there's also talk of them taking Tua at number two. So, <laughs> Which, again, just blows my mind. I'm not a big Haskins guy, but I'm not sure why I didn't like that the Cardinals did it last year, even though it seems to have worked out for them. Um, that's just a lot of capital to invest in the, in the quarterback position. Which I guess makes sense because you need one. But... Yeah,
2: you gotta get the right one.
0: Phil, you got any spots for Cam other than Chicago, or you think that's that's a good spot for him? What about Jacksonville?
1: Yeah, I... that could work. Um, but to Shane's point, I'm I'm thinking he's on the downside and mobile quarterbacks and, and, and guys like him, once they start getting injured, it, it's really tough to be what he once was. I, but I, I I do think
0: he has a little bit left in the tank. I just like seeing players like him that are extremely selfish, have a motivated reason to come out and prove people wrong.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got the Jordan documentary coming out early, so we'll have plenty of time for that. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. Um. Shane, you have on the agenda TB12 versus TBTB. I think we kind of addressed that. Yeah. All right. I uh, I just wanted to see the
2: comparison of if you thought what was going to be different from New England to Tampa Bay. Um just just a general Tom Brady discussion. I feel like that was the the big piece of the off season here. We had to talk about it.
0: I would just love to see a Kurt Warner and an Arizona type season from him, man. Like where everyone thinks he's done too old and the dude just out there. Throwing it to these incredible receivers who are just running past people.
2: I, I don't mean, know if
0: Arians was the coach in Arizona that year, but it just feels like he was. If he wasn't, um, I mean,
2: we get a Tampa Bay New England Super Bowl and like the world explodes, right? No. <laughs> look, I mean, look, look, Brady
1: to Tampa feels a lot more to me like Jordan to the Wizards than it does uh, far after the Vikings and that and that one incredible year that they had. Okay. What what about Manning to the Broncos? I mean, that was completely different. Uh, He was a game manager at that point. Not at the beginning. When he first got there, they were amazing. But
0: by the time they won the Super Bowl, it was all because of that defense.
3: Yeah, no, I'm I'm
0: talking about when he first got there and he was an older quarterback coming off, like, three surgeries and he had Eric Decker, Demary Thomas, and just uh, who was Julius Thomas. Um, he was just able to throw to the three of those guys, and it was so easy. Yeah, they were playing rock paper scissors to see who was going to score a touchdown in that backfield. I mean,
1: that's,
2: that's, that's
0: not going to happen. forgot about that. That was awesome.
2: I mean, the one thing um, I will say, and but, I, I touch on it a lot. I mean, Tom Brady, clearly, clearly one of the smartest people in the NFL. I think we can all agree on that. Like, he's not going to just pick a random team and be like, oh, "I'll go there." Like, there's a reason that he wanted to go there.
0: He like, definitely wanted <laughs> to go there, too.
2: Like Yeah. Like, there there was a lot of thought put into, hey, this is where I'm going because there's a chance I'm going to win. Like, there's a really good shot that, like, we there's something there that we can win. So, like, yeah. I don't know what that reason I mean, is it Arians? Is it whatever, something in the front office? Whatever it is, like, obviously the
0: weapons are nice. I mean,
2: but there's a reason that he picked that.
0: Yeah, this wasn't him deciding to go to a legendary city to, you know, this wasn't him deciding, oh, I want to play the rest of my career in Soldier Field. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. This wasn't LeBron. (laughs) This this wasn't LeBron. Exactly. I just want to go to to L.A. and then, oh, crap, this team sucks. We need better players.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. I hope we get to see NFL this year. I think we will. I'm not, I'm not as concerned about the NFL season as I am NBA and MLB. Um, man, I forgot the MLB season <laughs> is not happening. Has anybody <laughs> noticed? Yes, we've noticed. God, bro.
1: how have we been able to go on with, 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 without the Astros getting heckled and thrown at every at bat?
0: Grow <laughs> <Girl laughs> up, man. Come on. um all right so this is probably what phil's been waiting for the early keeper outlook um phil we got your keepers announced already is that what i saw
1: yeah unofficially uh sounds like the sea wolves
2: still got till what two weeks before the draft to announce them so yes you can change
1: it yeah no i said that's why i said unofficially (laughs) um 'Cause I, I have other great players like O. J. Howard at a dollar and, and <laughs> David Johnson if I feel like putting myself through that misery. And um, but over. it yeah, yeah. Yeah. No chance. Um, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, give me two top ten players in, in fantasy football and a hundred dollar hundred and ninety eight dollars in the draft or whatever it's gonna be, hundred and ninety two. And
2: I'm I'm ready to go. Seawolves are all in. I will say that I love your position a lot more this year than I did last year. I thought you were really, really high on Connor and Juju for some reason. I mean, but this year, I, I do, I do like the the Jones Henry start with the near two hundred bucks. I mean, that's you can't do much better. Yeah, he's in good shape.
0: Um no please go on. No, no you're, in, you're 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 in good shape with those two guys. Um you have to worry about Henry just a little bit. He's still a free agent, did he sign? He got tagged. He got franchise. Yeah, franchise. Okay. Um you know, you have to worry about any time a running back just gets straight up abused for two straight seasons <laughs> like the, he seems maybe he's big enough to take the wear and tear but That has to creep a little bit, but uh, I've never seen a more dominant like eight game stretch, I think two years in a row than that guy had. Um, I I saw a stat the other day on, 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 Derrick Henry.
1: And everybody's saying he's getting abused. And, and in today's NFL for sure, compared to everybody else, he's getting more carries than everybody else. But if you were to extrapolate those numbers back to 2010 he would not even be in the top eight of running back carries <laughs> for, from a long time ago. So the NFL's changed, right? But let, let's keep it in mind and, and compare it to what we've always done historically, that he he's taken on a lot of carries, but we know he, he has at least two or three great years left in him. Most likely, Yeah. Yeah. And and it's a season-to-season
0: league, as we've seen, right? Yes. Um, how do you guys want to do this? You want to go team by team? Do you have like certain teams you want to talk about? Um, Let's go team by team on the sheet. All right. Well, we'll start off with my team. It's in a world of hurt. I have one hundred and fifty dollars to start with, and not many good players other than Christian McCaffrey for fifty-two dollars. So I have good players, just not good keepers. Same man, same. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> I mean, I could keep uh, keep, keep Daryl Henderson for five bucks. That sounds terrible. Keep Darren Waller for a dollar, just to keep a player for a dollar. Um, or it could get real expensive and keep Gurley or Fournette with McCaffrey and see if I can win with an awful receiver core again. So, um, not sure. Not sure where I stand. McCaffrey's still available if anyone's interested. Um, but hard to imagine not having him on my team just because I'm going to be so uh, short-stacked. I need to have the number one player in fantasy football to help make up for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I'm you, I think you got to go. I think you go McCaffrey. And I, I honestly, I think it's just down to Gurley and Henderson for you. That's that's kind of where you go.
0: Sounds awful.
1: Well, I mean, I, I mean, the market's been set, right? So I, I paid twenty bucks for a top tier RB one. Um, I don't know if you're going to get twenty five or, or thirty for McCaffrey. Maybe you will, but let's say hypothetically for this exercise, you keep them <clears> and you have ninety eight dollars left in draft cash. Keep Waller, back end, tight end one, maybe tight end two for a dollar. You have 97 going into the draft. It's tough to fill a roster even with 97. Yeah, it's not going to be
2: good. But so you're saying with that was with McCaffrey and who? Waller. Waller. And Waller. But you have to consider the advantage you get by having McCaffrey in your lineup every day. I mean And a good tight end. And a good tight end. So I mean it's a pretty solid advantage. Um at that point you really to get some W's you really only need what, two more players on on some weeks. Like when on the weeks where McCaffrey scores thirty five, forty points, I mean you really only need to find sixty, seventy more points to win. I yeah, I mean I, I kinda disagree with that
1: just because you've got one, two, three, four, five, six other positions that you're going to be disadvantaged at. So you have McCaffrey that you'll have, call it a 15-point-a-week advantage at, but then you're disadvantaged across that many other positions. I. It's tough.
0: Yeah, I, I, there's great buys every year, though, I mean. You can find so much wide receiver value and obviously quarterback value. So, yep. I think I think we'll be contending next year. Let's go to Shane's team.
3: Yeah, um, Mike, oh, Evan,
0: Mike Evans for 5 oh, bucks. James Connor for six bucks. Mm-hmm. Call it a day.
2: I think one of I think my team might be the most interesting one. Um, I want to. I feel. I feel like it's one of the most interesting. Let's put it that way. I feel like I have some decent. I have more than those options. I have Connor for, for what six? Um, Evans for forty. Yep. And then, um, I think Miles Sanders is is an option at thirty for me, and then Juju at what fifteen?
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, are my other options? Hard not to keep Cooper Cup though yeah with no girlie
2: yeah no girlie certainly you would think that the the steady production from cup is is only going to get better there's no chance that it's only really going to get worse um decent price at twenty four um so there's there's certainly some options there um I think I was pretty set on mike big Mike not being on the squad next year until the tom tom Brady news came out and i I just have oh, visions God. of Visions of Randy Moss from '07 dancing. Clean yourself
1: dancing up.
3: Dancing
2: in my head. Um, Change your shorts. <laughs>
0: You're
3: not even the best
2: receiver on his team. But uh, yes, I, I mean honestly, I, I don't know where I'm going yet. I don't know where I'm going. Um,
1: I think I think if Big Ben comes back, you've got to really look at Juju. Yeah, and and Connor. For sure. And and run it back to to see 2019 uh, back and
2: see what happens, see what could have been.
1: If he if he looks fully recovered, I mean the upside of Juju at 15 is so
2: great. Um, I, I, I think he makes a strong consideration to
1: keep. I
3: mean
2: that just popping in, you saying that didn't really cons- I didn't consider that this off season yet, but like that would be like. I've given you a lot of fUs in fantasy over the years. I mean, that would be the biggest one. I mean, if I kept Connor and Juju, and just ran it to a title, like a year after you did the same and went like three and ten or whatever you did, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it was worse. I think it, I think it was worse. I mean, it would be it would be the the ultimate like fu. Drop the mic and just quit the league and never play again and just ride it into the sunset.
3: Shane's talking
0: about him winning the title. That's fine. <laughs>
2: I'd have to pick up other hobbies probably no but honestly I mean I'm in pretty bad shape as well as you cause I mean you obviously I I mean, down the 50 bucks it's a long off season though maybe I can get some value for some of the guys I don't plan on keeping maybe someone wants to take a chance on some guys and give me some cash Um, got some options available so but I I would say Evans and Connor are probably as of right now
0: the, the two yeah, if you wanted to get some money back, you'd probably have to move Connor though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't um, know. That, I don't know that anyone's going to pay up for any of the other guys. Let's talk about Ty's team. We'll skip over you, Phil, because we already kind of addressed your squad. Um, yep. Lamar Jackson for a dollar. Saquon Barkley for eighty, and a one ninety three start. That's what I'm looking at there.
3: Oh
2: man. Um, Kyler Murray for a dollar, but we've already seen quarterback position not valued as we talk about every year. Um,
0: well, he also has Lamar Jackson. Uh,
2: yeah. It's,
1: really yeah. it's Gucci, baby. It's Gucci.
2: Yeah. God, stop that. But yeah, the, the, other than that, I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, where else are you going to go? Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. I missed clearer. Lamar. Imagine if we were two-quarterback league, and he could keep Lamar and Tyler <laughs> for two dollars. Jesus, he would win championship. Every... Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's nothing else here. Um, it's not even a. It's not even a d- tough decision. Um, it's Jackson. It's Barkley. Coming with one ninety. See if the draft.
0: Um, we'll go over to Ice Cream next. Obviously, Alvin Kamara at $11. He's coming at the max two hundred and fifty, so that's a great buy. Um, great trade.
3: <laughs>
0: and, I mean, Kareem Hunt's still in play. If he doesn't go back to Cleveland, I know they gave him a second-round tender, so it's not likely um, that he'll leave. Devontae Parker. Yeah, Devontae Parker's obviously in play at a dollar. Um, it would also be hard to throw Marty Cooper back in, even at forty six, when you have so much money. So,
3: stop.
2: Yeah, going to be interesting where Spears goes with that second second spot. Um, man, maybe he's a guy that 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 wants to take a take a look at my squad and, and pick someone up. I don't know that I feel comfortable with any of those second options um what what Devonte
1: parker was a wide receiver one for the second half of the year what do you, he's a he's a dollar how do you not he has Devonte parker for a dollar and he has kareem hunt for two bucks depending on where he goes he's got two great options there
2: yeah i'm, I'm not sold on either of those players but
0: oh my god here's a here's a team that i think could be interested in the trademark W. abuseman park he's got chubb for six dollars that's incredible um, and I don't see a whole lot else. Um, you know, Kenny Galladay, but expensive. DJ Moore would be a decent keep, but $20 feels probably a, close to what you would go for in the draft. Um, Michael Gallup for $12, i am not really in on that. I don't think Chase Edmonds is going to be the guy in Arizona, so I think he's the guy. Wait a second, you guys were saying Chase Edmonds was going to be – the next best thing. Until they created uh, for Drake, uh, and then Drake ended up being the next best thing. After Edmonds got hurt. Okay, I
1: see. I, I see. So you can't say somebody's a top 10 keeper a, a week or two after their production. Who
0: said that? Is, is my Who point. said that? You said that
1: You <laughs> said that about Chubb last year. And I think I was right. Like
0: a week and you guys are like, top 10 keeper, top 10 keeper. I think Chubb was a top five player last year, so I think I was right about that. Um, yeah.
2: yeah, you were wrong there, Phil. Where Phil was wrong.
0: No, stop So I think there could be some trade options there. Park maybe looking to add someone um, via trade. You guys see anything that you'd be
2: no. interested
0: in keeping there?
2: No, I mean, obviously I'm I'm high on Gallup. Uh, love the guy, but I'm not positive that I I think he's going to be. Really good, but I'm not positive on it. I'm not sold. So, yeah, I think it's it's chubb and and maybe make a make a play for someone else.
1: Yeah, I I think this is one of the teams where McCaffrey would make a lot of sense to to go thirty on, on the draft cash if Cosby willing to move it. If not, I'm I'm hanging out on on Spears's front porch listening to everything that he's saying around who he's keeping, and I'm I'm grabbing one
0: of those other guys. <laughs> Well, let's get to the other teams. There may be some other trade options available. Um, right now, I think Shane's the leader in the clubhouse for for interesting trade targets. Um, the clan's pretty locked and loaded, I think, at Mahomes for six and Tyreek Hill for 26. So start at 210, get those two guys for 32. That's a pretty good start.
2: Yeah, not really any other directions you can go, I guess, the only other consideration on his team is, is a Calvin Ridley. And I don't know that he matches up with Tyreek Hill. Um, don't see really any other direction he can go here. Um, other than making a move. Um, it's good. Pretty much got to be Mahomes
0: and Hill. The worst.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I agree. Um,
2: Maybe a DJ yeah. jerk. if if you're feeling sex if you're feeling sexy, you're feeling <laughs> sexy about it and, and you want to roll the dice, maybe. But I I, I If you're I'll into the Minshew that. mustache, then maybe. Yeah.
0: The worst player keeper situation is the hammer, not the hammer anymore. The artist formerly known as the hammer, our new owner, Jason Rankin. Two hundred and fifty dollars to start, you like that, but Devin Singletary, DK Metcalf. Um see you at the draft. Adam Thielen, maybe if we were <laughs> yes. So I I'd expect him yep. to make a move. He'll probably be, reach out to the Patriots to see if they can come to some kind of a deal. Both know Papakas likes to make a trade, so No,
2: yeah, I mean at this point it, it's it's Singletary and Metcalf and not positive that it's close, even though we we've, we've talked at end about the, the separation that Deontay Johnson gets. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It looks like those two right now. I mean, yeah, th- th- this,
1: this hammer doesn't have the power that my two year old daughter's <laughs> toy hammer that, that I got her from home Depot to play along with me when I'm doing projects around the house has uh, for sure. Trade targets. Uh, there's, if you wanted to get really aggressive, you could sell me on either DK or Singletary as one keeper, but definitely not two. huge trade market causes probably going to try and flip a $45 trade for Christian McCaffrey out of this. I'm, I'm speculating. There's a reason
2: he's in the league. (laughs) Always a reason for these ads. (laughs) Always a reason.
0: Um, Mixed Mad Dogs, Marlon Mack, twenty bucks. Devontae Adams, twenty bucks, and Eckler for twenty-one. I think those are the three names to be talked about there.
2: Yeah, really interesting. Um, how much do you believe in Marlon Mack? I guess it comes down to. I gotta I feel like, like better. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like Eckler. I feel like you, you got to keep a running back, right? So I, I feel like Eckler's the one out of the out of those two. Um, but do you believe in marlon mack over devonte adams i 'm not sure that i do um so i think I think that for me it 's Eckler and adams at this point
1: yeah uh, eckler's the no brainer um adams for sure over Mack. it it 's eckler and adams
0: and it 's not close be interesting to see what Eckler can do in an offense um that's just, it's going to be very different. Uh, it may look more like the Ravens than the Chargers yeah. Are old.
2: Yeah. T- looking like Tarod Taylor is going to be the QB there.
0: Yeah. He, They'll probably bring in a, another workhorse back, too. <laughs> Tarod Taylor was once the first player thrown in a draft. <laughs> um, My God. I think it was immediately uh, going once, going twice, sold to Fegley.
3: Yeah. But, uh,
0: was that the year Winston went for 12? Yes, I think so. That might have been the Jake oh Snake here, too. I don't know. You,
2: you made a good point there, Phil, because I, I feel like San Diego is going to have – they have to bring in kind of like a, a bruising between the tackles back. I mean, I don't know that Eckler can be that guy. Um, he's certainly a great back. Certainly can certainly is going to have tremendous fantasy production. But if you're going to have Terod Taylor as your quarterback – gonna to have to be an offense that looks like that, like you said, because like the Ravens, um, you're gonna need someone that can pound the rock, like Mark Ingram style, like the Ravens do, um, to be successful. So, see who they bring in.
0: St. Louis Patriots, I think they're pretty set. Um, I think Papakaz is gonna go with Cortland Sutton for two bucks and Kenyon Drake for seventeen. Not not sexy, but not bad.
2: Yeah, not gonna kick the tires on uh on Sony Michelle, I guess. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think
0: my dad's Sonny'd out.
2: Yeah, gotta like the uh, upside that Drake can possibly bring in that offense, like we talked about. Um, Cortland Sutton looks like a possible possible star breaking out here. Um. If Drew Locke is as good as they Denver seems to think he is, um, remains to be seen. But looks like the those would be the two, I guess, Drake and Sutton for me.
1: You know, I I still can't get over what happened with this team. Um, <clears throat> what what I would say is this is the equivalent of going to a bachelor party in Atlantic City. <laughs> You're about 11, maybe 12 Miller Lights deep, a few shots of fireball in you, and you go to the table, and you lose all your money playing craps. You lose all your money playing blackjack. You're walking back to the hotel, and you trip over a chip, and it's a $100 chip, and you go cash it in, so you have a little bit of pocket pocket change left in you when you when you drive back to your home. <laughs> That's exactly what happened by by them stumbling into what to me still makes absolutely zero sense in the Kenyon Drake trade. That was never that was never part of the deal. I don't know how you fall ass backwards into a top ten keeper. Oh my god. But <laughs> that's exactly what the Patriots did here. And and good for them because as soon as the trade happened, I texted Kaz and I said, Wait, what the hell just happened? Kenyon Drake really went as part of a sell package over to the Patriots. Good for them. Kenyon Drake's a, a phenomenal keeper at seventeen dollars. He's going to be a, a, an RB one next year. Sutton, I'm I, look. Sutton is a back end wide receiver one, top tier wide receiver two going into next year. Great buy at two dollars. This team's set up well for the draft. There's so much
0: to unpack there with what you just said. <laughs> um
3: that's exactly that's exactly what
1: happened. Kenyon Drake was never supposed to be a part of the deal, and then they threw him in for some reason because they were going to cut it like that didn't make any sense and it didn't make any sense when the trade happened. He had just come off like a three touchdown game, and then they moved it like it didn't make any sense when it happened. Good for them that they they it works out, but it was
0: nothing other than dumb luck Shane, I'll let you address that <laughs> i mean there there's I'm still trying to digest, but... The top 10 keeper, that's the part I can't...
3: No, let
1: me add this in. Kenyon Drake was such a footnote in that trade that when the trade Which happened, trade it wasn't even about? announced.
0: The trade to the Cardinals or the trade to the Patriots?
1: I'm talking about the, the trade to the Patriots where they got Kenyon Drake. It was such a footnote in the deal, he didn't even get mentioned. Kenyon Drake was just a filler player that they sent over. Yeah. When cause or when Papa cause sold his team. So it it, it was, and I texted, I texted you right after it happened. I'm like, wait a second. Why, why the hell did they just move off Kenyon Drake and, and, and and use him as a filler as if they wanted to free up a roster spot to get rid of him? He wasn't even mentioned when the trade happened and i have I, I still to this day have no idea think why was, he is a top 10
0: player i healer. don't remember i think he was still in the dolphins when he got traded to my dad so that's i think part of it no 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 he no he was he was on arizona no cuz my dad my he dad ju- started him against me his first game with arizona it was a thursday night game and he scored like three touchdowns no 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 way that's absolutely what happened but that's fine no,
1: I, I can we look this up. I, I sw- no, cause no. Do you remember me texting you about it as soon as it happened? Uh,
0: no, I don't. All right, I'm gonna look it up. You guys keep going. Okay. You'll see that the first week my dad played Kenyon Drake was the week he played me. I believe it was in week nine. That's correct. And Kenyon Drake scored a three tu- three touchdowns against me on Thursday night, and I still somehow one but might have even been four. <laughs> it was crazy. It was ridiculous. Um let's go to the Bull Weevils. I think Kittle at six dollars as a keeper. Um, but it's also really hard to ignore the combo of potentially keeping Zeke and Josh Jacobs. Correct. Yeah, I mean it's
2: it's gotta be those three are what you're choosing from, right? Well, I'm a big Terry McLaurin fan, but he
0: doesn't fit in in this combination.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that you're you're willing to keep McLaurin at seven over any of those three players, Um, just based on some QB uncertainty and just
0: tight end being miserable. Tight
2: end being miserable. Kittle's obviously a a, a top tier option there, and then the combination of those running backs. Um, Who do you go with, Bull? what is it, Zeke for fifty-eight? Is he is he go yep. up? Zeke for fifty-eight yep. and Jacobs for forty. Um, man,
0: take it's your a good pick start. there. It's
2: a good it's a start. pretty good start. Pretty good start. Yeah, got the plus fifty, right?
0: No, he's at one eighty. eighty.
2: One eight Okay, yeah, I misread that. One eighty. Man, makes he keeps you those guys for
3: ninety-eight.
0: That's tough. Yeah. If you keep both of them. Yeah, I feel like you gotta probably got to keep Kittle there.
2: Save some cash and then make your pick I'd between the other two. I'd still keep Zeke
0: over Josh Jacobs.
2: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, as much as I still think Jacobs is, is going to be a stud next year, Ze- the the production that Zeke puts up is, is insane. Um, you start with Zeke and Kittle and a decent amount of cash and you go from there.
1: Um so Drake got traded to the Cardinals October twenty eight. And then on the twenty ninth he got moved in our league with the trade. So it was after he got traded to the Cardinals, but before the three touchdown game. Okay. So once again we were both right. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, it's it's not the trade isn't as egregious as I had thought. It, I I remembered it, but it was immediately after the trade where he had the three touchdown game for Arizona. But when he did make the trade, it was clear that he was going to have the pathway in Arizona.
0: Yes, because Edmonds had just gotten hurt that we just weren't sure. I guess David Johnson was still like not really. He was like that in and out type thing, and we weren't really sure what the deal was with yep. him. Right. Right. All right. So I, I, I take back the fact that it
1: was an egregious trade. I mean, it was still not a great trade to throw him in as a filler. But my comment stands about getting blacked out at a bachelor party and tripping over some
0: money on your way back to the hotel. All right.
3: Well said. <laughs> Thank
0: you. All right. So Eddie's at 162. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas at 23 is a keep. Um, Dalvin Cook at 43 is probably also a keep, but it's hard to ignore Kelsey at 27 and even Raheem Master at 11.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mozart. Uh, for me, I think it's uh, Ed runs back with Cook and Thomas and, and run, runs over us all again. Um, why not? Why not? Right. I mean, I uh, I'm right there with you.
1: I'm not throwing Cook or Thomas back in in favor of Mozart. Uh, <laughs> run it back, Cook, Thomas. Come back. I know he's going to prep for the draft. He's going to have a good draft. He's going to be fine. Playoff team next year. Don't uh, don't buck the horse that you rode in on.
2: Ride it to a, a playoff contender next year and potential championship. I mean at this point you know what you're getting from Thomas. You're you're gonna get the hundred and hundred and ten plus catches, um gonna be dominant for a twenty three dollar price tag. If Cook can can return to form, stay healthy, I mean you're right there looking at you're pretty much a guarantee for a playoff lock and you get anything else from your draft and we know Ed's gonna probably draft well. Um Yep, he's right there again, so I'm running it back with Cook and Thomas, and I'm saying F you to the league again.
1: I I just want to be clear that I am saying Cook, Thomas, and Eddie is going to draft well, and there is no possible negative way that he could spin this on me. So I don't want any (laughs) angry texts. I'm saying you are good at drafting, and you have a good team going
0: into next year. Don't get mad. Uh, I think the end of that is probably what he'll get mad about, so – (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he, let's be honest he's not he's not getting to the 104 minute mark of this podcast so no it's, it's all good well, well
1: if there was anybody that was good he's gonna be mad be that his
0: team
2: was last so
0: yeah the only thing i learned in that in that exercise is that um there's gonna be a lot of short stacks so i don't feel as bad about my position yeah I'm just sad. I'm 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 not going to be Mr. Big
2: Stacks anymore after <laughs> picking up Derek Henry. Certainly right. going to be the haves and have-nots in the uh, in the draft cash. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to to, to shout at people to outbid
0: me for OJ Howard in the draft. I'm going to miss that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> what was it? Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Who else? <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, all right.
3: Remember
1: how excited I was when, when I drafted uh, Beckham last year. <laughs> I'm like oh my god, what a deal I got! <laughs> Four first
0: rounders, I think
3: was your comment.
1: <laughs> if if not more, if you
3: look back at <laughs> my team now. all
0: right. Well, we're at an hour and forty five. Um, I think this is probably a good time to end it. I'm okay to keep these things going as long as we're quarantined. If you guys want to just keep chatting, um. Because, like we said in the beginning, there's not much else to do, yeah maybe we're three we're three weeks away from the n f l draft, so that's fun, yeah, maybe we throw a
2: quick one together from here on out, maybe maybe we try to obviously we went a little long tonight, give everyone in uh in the league something to maybe listen to while they're while they're sitting at home, um maybe we throw a quick one together, maybe try to stick it to under an hour from here on out.
0: The three of us have never been able to keep it not long winded <laughs>
1: i'll I'll also add uh i saw a stat the other day that said 75 percent of podcasts right now have something to do with corona so for the audience that's out there you want to hear quality fantasy football content you come to the sons of fantasy football podcast all right
2: Shane, Shane, you excited for this year again? Uh, <laughs> I'm not excited yet, cuz. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to hold off on that. It's, we're not we haven't reached that point yet, but uh certainly looking to got my team back in contention last year after after being a, being out for a couple of years, so looking to contending again. Working with a little shorter stack this year and trying to maneuver myself back into a finally get maybe a championship win. Um
1: can, can we quickly just go over the, the the changes again of what we voted on so there's not going to be any more draft no because we, we never did. came to an agreement I need to get an email out to everyone
0: we never really oh, oh I,
1: I thought I thought we mixed. I thought we mixed that
0: no I don't think we ever came to a full agreement on everything Um, I need to get an email out to everyone maybe we could do a zoom meeting <laughs> oh god that sounds fun right yeah, we yeah, we need to I need to get back into the swing of things uh, in terms of getting more organized. It's been I've enjoyed the off season too much. Who's running <laughs> this league? Come on, man. <laughs> hey Phil, you Shane got an Xbox. Oh, what are you playing?
2: Call of Duty. i
0: mm.
1: I've I've been I've been showing my one- and two-year-old daughters how to play some Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Every time I, uh, I run over somebody on the street driving my car, she's like, oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> my God, like, oh, that was an accident. That was an accident. I'll leave my insurance card.
0: Everything's fine. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me. This was fun. Um, hope to do it again, maybe next week sometime. And, uh, yeah, we'll just try and keep this light, try and keep it the mostly football discussion. Um, and if it's not football discussion, it's usually me and Phil arguing. So, um, should just be fun for everyone to listen to give everyone an hour or so away from everything else going on. So thanks guys for joining me. And, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. And, yeah, stay healthy, stay safe.